All right, welcome back to Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm Sean Osborne, and I just got done with the um, Libertarian Convention of California, or I guess I should say the California Libertarian Convention. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, the business obviously it's business, but you know it's great hanging out with a bunch of libertarians. Um, they had a lot of great speakers. Uh, Joe Jorgensen spoke. Uh, Dave Smith spoke. Uh, they had a debate with the uh, three people running for chair. Obviously, my, my favorite is Angela McArdle. We're going to Reno to get her elected. Um, so I recorded these uh, events, and I wanted to share them with everybody here. So the first one I have set up for you is Dave Smith speaking outside at the initial party uh, the first night on Friday night. So he's speaking uh, to a group outside. So you, we're near the airport. So occasionally a plane goes over. Uh, the sound quality is not 100%, but, you know, it's good. So, and I did have one blind fail. My uh, my voiceover started talking and trying to connect to the Wi-Fi at the beginning. So I apologize for that. But other than that, it, it, it's uh, it's good. You can hear him. Uh, but if, uh, if you don't like the quality, uh, tune in for the other ones. Uh, they're indoors. Uh, so you, the sound quality will be a little bit better on those. So hope you enjoy it. This is Dave Smith. Hope he runs for president in 2024. And uh, hear what he has to say here. So enjoy. And I will see you on the next episode. everybody i've got a new album coming out on april 15th the title is free people there's a very special track on there though it's called take human action it's a re rework of the old folk tune the worried man blues i turned it into take human action and i want to donate all the royalties to the mises caucus so the more you listen the more you give it's a great way to give without spending a dime I also invited a lot of the Meacocks from the Facebook group and a few other that I knew uh, to send in some tracks. So it's a group event, and there's several people playing on it. We had a big libertarian hootenanny. So please listen to it on April 15th, and listen often, and give to the Mises Caucus. Thank you very much, and back to the show. Party of Harry Brown and the party of Ron Paul. And we should all be proud. Uh, 
great opportunity. The reason why we have such a great opportunity right now is because every single major institution in the United States of America has been completely discredited. Every last one of them. The people don't believe it anymore. They don't trust the, their government. They don't trust the corporate press. They certainly don't trust their local school boards. And they don't trust uh, the scientists that our uh, blood-soaked monster politicians have deemed to be the only scientists allowed to speak on social media. This is an unbelievable moment where the American people know that they're being lied to by everyone. And so enter libertarians who actually have the answers for all of these problems. That's our role going forward, and it's a major, major role. So I hope everyone's as excited as I am for what we can do over the next few years. The, that's right, there we go. <laughs> there, right now, we are in, in the middle of a massive liberty moment. There is a huge push for freedom going on around the world. And people may not think of it as a libertarian moment, but that's exactly what it is. You know, if you, uh, I'm sure you guys have been following what's going on in uh, Canada. So about two and a half weeks ago, Justin Trudeau said that the trucker protest was a quote, fringe movement. And about five days ago, he invoked unprecedented national emergency powers to deal with a, quote, fringe movement. And what's the answer there, of course, is that it's not a fringe movement at all. It's a movement of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of working class Canadians. And what is it that they're demanding? Liberty. That's what they're fighting for, very clearly. The, I, I just, uh, the other day, uh, recorded an episode of the uh, Joe Rogan Experience. Which yeah! Yes. It was very uh, fun. Joe is a great guy. It is the biggest show in all of media. What has he been fighting for on that show throughout the last year? Liberty. What? This is not a fringe movement. This is a movement that's made up of tens of millions of Americans. And what they're demanding is an end to the COVID regime. And that... Our role is to be right at the center of that and championing that movement. The LP should be synonymous with the anti-mandate movement, period. That is our role. Yeah. That is the greatest fight of our lifetime, and it is, a, it is a question of basic human liberty. The most basic liberty. The right to control what is put in your body, the right to work a, a job with an employer who voluntarily hires you, the right to travel, all of the most basic liberties that we fight for, that's what millions of people are standing up and demanding. And what an incredible moment we have right now to, to really champion this and to actually be the people who are fighting for liberty all along. Nobody in this country uh, believes that the Democrats and the Republicans are not corrupt organizations. There's never been an opportunity like this before for a third party to step in and really gain the ear of the American people. And one of the things that's amazing is that, as I was, was speaking about with Joe Rogan, we don't need the corporate press anymore. We don't need any of these, these dinosaur institutions. We can do that without any of them. We don't have to demand that they let us into their debates. 
We can say, we are going to be so big that you will be begging us to come into your debates and we will consider making it. Yeah. If we have a bigger opportunity that presents itself. That should be our energy. And this has been my biggest pitch to the Libertarian Party. And I know at times this has caused friction between some of the people in the party and some of the people who have been coming into the party in, in the last few years. But look, right now, in this moment, when the entire uh, population has completely lost trust in the major institutions, when the, the mainstream media on, a, you know, on, on one random day will have a 20th the audience of popular podcasts, this is not the time to be apologetic about believing in human liberty. And this is not the time to try to say what sounds like something that would be approved by the corporate press. Now is the time to be bold and uncompromising and tell the damn truth. Why should we? You know, it's like, I, I, I watch these, so I, I do like these cable news appearances uh, fairly frequently. And I, I was doing one the other day, and you know, it's like when you talk about uh, the, the COVID stuff, you, I always feel like I have to be perfect. You know, like I can't, because I, I, if I say anything a little bit wrong, then they're going to pounce on me and be like, oh, he got that wrong, or he got this wrong. So we gotta, I got to make sure every single thing I say is perfect. And I'm on this panel with a Democratic strategist, and she just goes at one point, she goes, look, we all know if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get very sick or die. And I remember what? just thinking, it must be nice to have that kind of freedom. You don't even have to worry about getting stuff right. You can just say, well, the government's coming. All right. I knew they wouldn't let me talk for too long. But that's my point, is that they, the people who are lying to you and pushing all of this totalitarianism, they're not apologetic. The President of the United States, Joe Biden, said, he flat out said, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID and you won't transmit it to anyone else. He just says that. He's not apologetic with his lies. So why the hell should we be apologetic when we're telling the truth? What the Libertarian Party has an opportunity to do right now is to talk to the American people on larger platforms than we've ever had the opportunity to before. We, how much, how huge of an effect could Harry Brown have had if he had been able to reach tens of millions of Americans? The fact is he wasn't. I still get lost on YouTube journeys watching old Harry Brown speeches. They were incredible. But the problem is there weren't enough people listening. And they weren't going to put him on CNN or NBC or ABC because they knew that would be risky. Why would they put him on there? He would have won a lot of people over. But now we have the opportunity to get in front of all of those people. So the question becomes this. If we can get in front of all of these people, what is it that we want to say? If, like, think about what was said to you that convinced you to be a libertarian. And my guess is that it wasn't something that sounded exactly like what's coming out of CNN. It was something that sounded radically different that called out this entire regime. That's what we should be doing. And that's the attitude every one of us should take into every single endeavor that we have. We tell the truth. This country is in crisis mode right now. Real deal crisis mode. As I was speaking about in Canada, they, you have a workers' protest being squashed by an authoritarian government 
invoking emergency powers. I mean, what is going on here? This isn't a joke. This is, we know what this is. And they have financial organizations that can now seize people's money. By the way, and because I don't want, just want to talk about Canada all day long, I mean, who really cares? But the point is, here's why this should matter to all Americans. Joe Biden called Justin Trudeau and asked him to crack down on the, the protest. This was from our government. This is happening at the request of them. This is not some third world banana republic thousands of miles away. This is Canada, our direct neighbors to the north. Over the last two years, Americans have been locked in their home. They've been deemed non-essential. They've been arrested for going to church and temples and mosques. We are in the middle of a rise of a totalitarian movement in the country. And at the same time, we're still bogged down in military conflicts all around the world. And now, what's really coming home to roost is something that only libertarians have been talking about, and that's the monetary inflation. This is not good, but this is a huge opportunity for people who believe in liberty, because we actually have a track record of being right about all of the most important issues. My pitch to libertarians is this. We get lost in our own philosophy sometimes. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody. I love the philosophy of liberty. I've talked about it for years. I've spent probably far more time than is healthy reading and thinking and talking about it. That's not what we need to tell the world. We don't need to tell the world that we have this perfect unified theory around the non-aggression principle. I mean, at a time, maybe we can tell them. What we need to tell them is that we care about the crises that the American people are facing and that we have real solutions to their problems. That's what people care about, and that's what's going to get people on our side. Yeah! this is something that we should all be excited about. And if the Libertarian Party is going to make a difference in this moment, I think we have to be unapologetic, I think we have to be energetic, and I think we have to have some youth on our side. And I know, I will say that I know that there are like, um, there are sectarian battles within the Libertarian Party. And I'm just gonna ask everybody, I think we all need to take a deep breath and move past this stuff. Thank you. I think we all need to come together. And I'm, I know that I have not been perfect in this department. I'm going to try to do better uh, moving forward. It's kind of challenging when you get called a Nazi 55 times a day on uh, social media. But I'm going to try to do better about not fighting in all of these stupid fights. The truth is that right now, if you are opposed to the COVID regime, if you are opposed to the wars, if you are opposed to the domestic war on terror being turned inward against the American people, that alone is good enough. We are all allies if we are on the same page with that. And the entire libertarian movement, not just the libertarian party, needs to, if we have our disagreements, fine. But that should be like maybe 5% of what our attention is on. And 95% of it should be on our common enemy, which is the state. Yes. Yes. And 
As is no secret to, uh, I'm sure, everybody who knows me, um, I am a member of the Mises Caucus. That yeah! I, uh, Mike, Michael Heiss is the guy who convinced me to join the Libertarian Party. I was a, a supporter of Ron Paul's run for, for president in 2008 and 2012, and I was kind of lost without the political movement. You know, I was just talking about libertarian ideas. And he was like, hey, we're getting this thing together where we want to bring the Ron Paul movement into the Libertarian Party and kind of recreate that energy. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Let's do that. And I know that there are some people who are, um, let's just say, turned off by some elements of the Mises Caucus. But I would just, I would just say to you that, look, if we're gonna do something here, as I said before, we need energetic young people and we need passion. And that's what we're trying to bring into this party. So I would just ask you, you know, I, I know you can focus on one or two things that have been said that you don't like. I might even agree with you about those one or two things that have been said that you don't like. But the truth is that if we look at the big picture, I'm telling you, if you give this movement a chance, I promise that I will insist that they give you a chance. And we can all work together and do something truly incredible for the cause that we actually all believe in. And look, the, the reality of the situation is this. The Mises Caucus is not going anywhere. Whether you like them or not, we are here and we are here to stay. And what the Mises Caucus needs to recognize is that non-Mises Caucus people aren't going anywhere either. We're all going to be here, so the choice is up to us. What do we want to do? Do we want to be locked in an internal civil war while there's a sweeping totalitarian movement, sweeping Western civilization? Or do we want to shake this off and say, let's all come together and make something incredible happen? Twitter so much, but you got to admit it's fun. <laughs> I am going to try. I am going to try to do better on that. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited when I come to these events. It's incredible to meet people. It's incredible, like as I've been going around the country and going to a lot of different libertarian events and, and uh, LP conventions and stuff like this. It's great to get off of social media and come just hang out with people. You know, like when you're on Twitter, it's very easy to feel like there's a lot of toxic people and people who are like all, all hate each other. And then you come out to an event like this and it's like, oh, it's just wonderful, cool people who all want to promote the ideas of human liberty. And so I just think that it's very healthy to have these events and kind of keep that in perspective. And I am, as I said at the beginning, I'm just really excited about what's going to happen with this party going forward. And I think that what's really going to change the game for us is getting Angela McCardle to be the chair of the LP. She is brilliant, she is sharp, she is as hardworking as they come, and man, for a little skinny woman, she is tough. I was like, for some reason, I would not want to fist fight her, and I know I could win, but she kind of psychs me out. Like maybe she would, I don't know. She seems, she seems cloy, I don't know. <laughs> but I just think it's gonna be great, and I really do think that that after, um, after Reno, after the, the convention season is over, I think we're gonna enter into a new chapter in the Libertarian Party, and I really am just so excited about all of the things that, that, that could come going forward. Just think about it right now, right? There's basically been, in, in my life, uh, if I had to look at like big lives, 
that have been perpetrated to the American people by the government. What jumps out to me right away is um, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and all of the lies that we, we were sold to the, the, um, on the Iraq war. And of course now, looking back at it, it's not like they got it wrong. We know for a fact that they were lying about that war. Those neocons knew Saddam Hussein didn't have weapons of mass destruction. And they definitely knew he wasn't working with his enemy, Osama bin Laden. This was all war propaganda. And basically now the American people know that Iraq was a lie. No, no one really believes we should have fought that war. In fact, I don't know if any of you guys saw when Bill Crystal debated the great Scott Horton, and Scott cleaned his clock. What a beautiful performance that was. Even Bill Crystal admitted that the war in Iraq was a, quote, mistake. You know, it's a, we slaughtered a million people, a whoopsie. Um, anyway, so that's the official narrative now from the neocons is an official whoopsie over the war in Iraq. And then of course the other one to me, and you can like him or dislike him, but the, the lie that Donald Trump was a Russian agent was really something. I mean, they said the sitting president of the United States was involved in a conspiracy with Russia. This was all a deep state lie cooked up by Hillary Clinton's campaign that is now basically all of that has come out. So those were big lies. But nothing has been like the COVID lies, nothing. I mean, they told America, we need you home for 15 days, and it's two years later, and we still don't have our liberty. And the difference between this big lie and the other ones is this affected everybody in the country. This wasn't just like the couple, you know, the 2% of our uh, society who are the young, poor kids who we propagandize and bribe into fighting these wars and their family and stuff like that. This was all Americans. And What's coming out of that is a golden opportunity where people are waking up. People are realizing that they were betrayed by their government, that they were lied to by their government, and that the corporate press was not at all skeptical throughout any of this. They were just the mouthpieces of their government. You know, all of the stuff that we know that normal people weren't so aware of, they're becoming more and more aware of that. There is a huge liberty movement in this country right now. And what the libertarians' job is to do is to direct them, because they have the ideas, they understand that this system is corrupt, and we actually have the answers to the problem. So just in conclusion, I would just say to all of you, in everything, whether you're talking to your friends, or your neighbors, or you're posting online, or you're organizing events like this, I would just really, I would suggest very passionately, stay true, be unapologetic, Tell the truth as you see it and feel absolutely no shame. Because our, the enemies of liberty are completely unapologetic. And if they can be unapologetic about tyranny, we damn sure can be unapologetic yeah. about liberty. And all right, I'll be hanging out all night to talk with you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah.